I'm Michael Malley, and this is The Mindful Storyteller, where the subject always is stories. Storytelling, story reading, story listening, mindfulness, and the creation of the story space. Welcome to this podcast of The Mindful Storyteller, where we speak of mindfulness, storytelling, story listening, and the creation of the story space. And I'm Michael R. Malley. And I'm Ollie Ren Erickson Malley. And on this day, we're going to talk about tradition. Uh, sometimes you'll hear storytelling referred to as a traditional art. Well, today we're going to talk about traditions, traditions from our own families, traditions that we can renew, um, as well as fresh, creative, new uh, ways of being, um, rituals, uh, games, parties that can add fresh tradition to our lives. Uh, Ollie will begin with a quote from Caitlin Matthews, one of the leaders in Celtic spirituality. Um, I then have a written reflection. It's also a blog post if you want to read along or, or read it yourself. And after I read that, we will have a discussion uh, about tradition and storytelling. And then uh, Ollie will close with some further thoughts and questions. As always, we have the bell of mindfulness, the singing bowl from Tibet, and we invite you to enjoy the sound of the bell. The sacred lore of traditions is a living, moving thing, flowing like water from one age to another, reforming itself from one generation to the next, adapting to the needs of the new. What beneficial traditions have you inherited? How do they work best now? Caitlin Matthews, The Celtic Spirit, page 245. One of the great gifts we can give ourselves and our loved ones is to resacralize our lives. With every advertisement, we are invited into triteness. We are cajoled and tricked into sacrificing a worldview of sacrality for one of banality. We tread on the surface of sales and bargains and deals. We get excited waiting for the package to arrive, somehow forgetting the thousand other times we felt this same passing thrill of the buy. A sad effect of our consumer culture is that everything that does not involve buying and selling gets pushed aside. Every moment that you are not making money or spending money is wasted time. It is no accident that the sacred lore of our holiday traditions have been intruded upon by magnificent sales, too good to pass up. Matthews is correct. The sacred lore of tradition is not static and changeless. It must be flowing, reforming, adapting. 
but it also asks for space and time. Folktales abound wherein the hero falls into some land where the space-time continuum is broken, some sacred space where time stands still. Tradition requires such spaces, devoted to family and friends, to ritual, good food, and togetherness, to not giving a hoot about sales, bargains, or deals. Tradition desires presence and story. You may have, in the mix of your memories, numerous worthy traditions that can be revived, adapted, and renewed. You may have a past so overflowing with pain that there are few, if any, worthwhile traditions that might be resurrected. And perhaps most of us hold a mixed bag of both unhealthy traditions that should be discarded and left behind, along with nourishing ones that can be modified to feed our souls as well as the spirits of our loved ones. And we are creative. We can develop new ways, explore new models, try new rituals that may grow into tradition as they are repeated again and again. Whether you revive old traditions or create fresh original ones, do not be surprised if you find your worthy traditions imbued with story. When the space-time continuum is broken, when we create places for ritual and togetherness with family or friends, when we break bread together and forget our roles as money makers and consumers, then rich storytelling, deep story listening, and new tales emerge. Tradition resacralizes our lives. I think anybody who knows us <laughs> would say <laughs> we are steeped in tradition here at the Mally household. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's certainly yeah, the fiddler, the fiddler on the roof moment. Tradition, you know. I, I, right. How many people have said, "Oh yeah, we think of the Mallys." <laughs> <laughs> right, and so, so I, I'm thinking back. I mean, well, you know, you and the one thing about creating a family is that you got two families that come together, two sets of traditions. Mm. and family systems that are coming together. And you and I have worked real hard at combining our two different family traditions and family, um, the ways that we do things and think about things, kind of combining those. Um, right. Very right. intentionally, and, and, we've worked on that. Yeah, and um, really, really trying to be mindful of what was beneficial mm -hmm. in our eyes mm -hmm. like we grew up so differently but like yes. oh this is something i loved you know and then here's something different that a whole different world you grew up in here's something you loved and then there are things that were not so good in each of our families and trying our as best we can to leave some of those things behind right right the, the one thing that comes to mind is actually when you first met our family so my my family uh, my parents were foster parents so we had we have big broad view of family and always had different people at, at events or at dinners you know you didn't know who would be at the table and the table was big and beautiful and um, um, diverse yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, racially and diverse socioeconomic status diverse, diversity yeah. everything yeah yeah so one of the things my family has always done is do a kind of it's not really a prayer before before a dinner 
but it's more like a giving thanks before mm -hmm. dinner. And so I remember one of the first times, so we come and maybe there's 15 people or something um, gathering. So so what we do, so someone prepares the dinner, it's put out, and then everyone's called down and we form a big circle and then people can give thanks uh, right. that day. And beautiful. But I remember <laughs> you coming into this and like being so, um, it was so different from your family that we'd come and do this and and it would take a while to get everybody gathered and then to do the prayer. So right. maybe a half an hour after, literally. Right. And I'm thinking after, the food's hot, right? Right. You know. And so, so you, you're just watching the food cool down uh -huh. <laughs> as this is going on. Uh, this circle is going on. It's a beautiful circle. Sometimes the circle can go on and people are very oh, yeah. sharing beautiful, amazing things. Yeah. And uh, but I just, I just conversation. Gets going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then finally we're eating, and uh, and so it took you a while to, or for me to even understand about hot food. I didn't understand about hot food right, in my right, family right. tradition because because uh, we all we, we we did this. This is part of, um, and I you know my grandparents. We would sit down and have more a traditional prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, when and we you still knew Pappy when he was alive, and we sure. would sit down with Pappy and Paula and have more of a traditional prayer so and then that my parents evolved into the circle of thankfulness yeah and then which that, to, to me is prayer i mean you know, right it is i, I you know from my perspective or whatever you don't, you don't need to call it that you don't need to call it i, I think they're maybe it's more exclusive inclusive prayer sure, which, which what sure. they were trying to do and then we have now taken that uh and so when we have any so the family gatherings are now here at our house that happens at our house we, we circle around mm -hmm. before food mm -hmm. is set out and then we even do that i was thinking in our like our community group which has been going on for 25 years mm -hmm. that before community group everybody circles up and we do right. some kind of prayer too right. and i don't i'm pretty sure what happened in my family's house had an influence on on those uh, circles on those on those circles yeah. and, uh, and others are, I mean, any, any group gathering that we do, and now that's passed on to your family, that, which it, didn't, that wasn't like that when we first met, I'm, that I'm, now we do it at your family. So that tradition has been passed on. I've never thought of that. We've been together 25 years, uh -huh. not until this moment have I made that connection. Um, and and I, I want to go back. What one is, you know, for me, the word prayer is appropriate in those circles, family, friends, we have friends who are agnostic. We have friends who are atheists. That prayer would be an inappropriate way to, to look at that, where it's it's it is a time for just giving gratitude and thanks. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato. I, I you know, I, I can call it prayer. You don't need to think of it as such. But yeah, that 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 circle. Um, my gosh, yeah. As you were sharing this, I was I, I thought, wow, that is exactly what happens now. On with my extended family, mm -hmm. with with um, when we have gatherings and 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 it's my um, my sister's past, but her children and grandchildren, my brother and sister-in-law and their children and grandchildren, we will usually have that circle. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, everyone in that circle sharing. Yes. Yes. And, and um, <laughs> oh, it's getting strong. I mean, it's getting stronger. I think thinking. Mm -hmm. the last couple gatherings we've had with your family that 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 is even becoming more common that everybody shares right in that circle and it's so meaningful and right 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 but it has not been going on for 20 yeah, years yeah and and and, and yeah. one of our nieces you know my 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 sister's granddaughter who <laughs> you know <laughs> um, you know 
you know, great young person, you know, in college right now, but, you know, lots of tattoos and, you know, hair, different colors and that. And she's like, you know, let's, let's do our, uh, let's do our sharing. Like everybody share. Like she really right. wants it to happen. It's like, how potent is that? So that rather than, you know, here she is, who she's, you know, kind of interacting with the world in a different way than some of her other ex family members or extended family for sure. And she's calling us into circle. Like that's right. awesome. Right. And that's tradition. Right. And that, and that maybe even sometimes, you know, this is all talking about tradition. Sometimes you don't even realize when tradition is happening or how it's happening. Right. Right. Well, what we've said a lot, like once you do things twice, <laughs> sometimes it becomes a tradition or a story in your family. Like we always did that. So with our kids, like there are things that maybe we only did two, maybe two, three or four times. Mm -hmm. But when you think back, when they think back on their childhoods now, because our kids are 31, 19, 18, we have a 12 year old, but when the older ones think back, well, we just, we did that, it, right. we, you know? And right. so you can then redo it again, because it's been a tradition, even though maybe it didn't even happen every year. Right. Um, right, like I, I mean, and, and, and some, some of them you do get, like yeah, this is what we do. So uh -huh. uh, apple picking, right? Yes. Every fall. Uh, we started that um, 25 years because it's going to be our 26. I think it's the 26th and we, and apple we, picking. And that year. one we haven't missed one year on, have we? No, no, because we've been. So yeah, yeah, because we'll be. Yeah, we haven't missed one year. So we started doing that the first year we were dating. Right, we've we been dating, dating in the for fall. weeks. Yeah, just weeks, and it was yes, yeah, so it was like October yeah. that year. Yeah, and 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 now here it is going actually we've changed orchards a couple of times well, so an orchard's gone and right but and sometimes that's 15 people oftentimes that's 35 people right and, and there's a whole tradition about that that we we meet here at our house before the apple picking we do a circle we do do a circle there mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. um and introduce everybody and and talk about it and then we drive in carpools to to the apple orchard spend mm -hmm. about two or three hours at the apple orchard picking apples come back to our house yeah they have a nice general store there yes, so people so. buy some you know buy some honey and right. sorghum and so and some people fruit. just meet us at the orchard they, they can't you know and then we come back to our house and some people that actually couldn't make apple picking might come back and we have a potluck where i make vegetarian sloppy joes and, and that's sloppy been, joes it's been 25 years that, you, that, that I remember you wanted vegetarian sloppy joes. I was like, okay. So, but now it's been 25 years that I've made vegetarian sloppy joes and people bring pickles and um, buns and potato uh, chips. Potato chips. And, and we know from out the years that when we're going to apple picking, we better have some cheese and crackers because <laughs> you eat so many apples and you get filled with sugar. Right. So, and it's beautiful. And people, right. some people have come 10, 15, 20 times. Some people have just come a couple times. Yeah. Everybody's invited yeah. to the circle. It's, it's a pretty nice way to start fall. <laughs> yes, it really is. And, and, and this last year, our son, he happens to be He's, he's at school, which is about 45 minutes away, but where the apple picking was, it was just about 20 minutes from his campus, and so we went to, to the campus and took a couple of van loads and like 10 kids, I think, from... Or from, at least a dozen, yeah. Yeah, a dozen. 10 or a dozen, yeah. uh, you know, freshmen from his school all went apple picking with us. Good chance some of them are going to do that again this fall, well, right? Some of them you know. really, really liked it. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, you're outside, and you can eat some apples, and you know, you're visiting, and and again, there's stories. 
Oh, right. there are stories. You're, you're, you're walking around through the orchard, you're catching up with people that you haven't seen, you know, you meet somebody who you don't know that well and you just start talking, or it's an old friend and you're talking, you come back here and people are hanging out, talking, telling stories. There's so many ways for tradition to, um, you know, to, to manifest. Um, and and um, one little story here, a, a friend told me this, uh, there was a couple that he knew, and I think this is maybe maybe the early 1990s, and um, these folks met in college as well. And when they met, they realized that both of them, they would wear mismatching socks. Okay, that was mm -hmm. kind of their connection point. Other than that, they would dress very normally, et cetera, et cetera. And they got connected and then, you know, fell in love and they ended up getting married. And... Um, both families have the tradition of celebrating Christmas. Both families have the tradition of having a Christmas tree. And the guy's family has a tradition of an angel on top. And the woman's family has a tradition of the star on top. Mm -hmm. And this becomes, you, you know, there's only one tip to the pine tree, right? <laughs> you, you have to make a choice here. And like you said, how do we come together? How do we, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, We've always had the angel. That's what we, well, we've always had the star. You know, that's, and, and so they go back and forth, back and forth. And, um, and my friend shared this. This is, a, this is actually what his family did. What they end up doing, and now they've done it every year, is they put two mi mismatched socks <laughs> on the top of their tree. Oh. And, you know, wow. So their kids are growing up with this. Their mm -hmm. kids are growing up with this story. This. So what one is they're getting the story from these two families, their grandparents, but they're also getting the story of their family. And they're getting a message too of like, we can take sometimes from here, we can take sometimes from there, and sometimes we can create something fresh. And there's story, story in all of that. Hmm. Oh, very nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm thinking about the art traditions of... Uh... Thanksgiving and Christmas and you and I trying to figure that in you know, our first year it kind of just first year together kind of just fell into place um well, the first year not no, it's the second year because uh, the first so what we've done now for 20 years 25 years is Thanksgiving well I don't know but Thanksgiving was very important to your family Mm -hmm. And oh, so yeah. we decided that and Christmas I when we met I had a five-year-old and so she was very um very much wanted her to celebrate Christmas because uh, oh, so in, my, in, my, in, my, in my parents' house. So yeah. we just decided, okay, so we're just going to do Thanksgiving at your house. At my mom's house. At yeah. your mom's house. Christmas Day at at our house. And then before and after Christmas, we're going to go visit your family too. So yeah. that we can, we can yeah. have two, two times visiting your family. Uh, and then other holidays, we've just looked at the what... what uh, what what made sense, but we at like Easter now we do it your we've always almost always done almost always, almost always yeah. and Fourth of July almost always at your family's and we and we have other friends who every Thanksgiving there there's certain friends that are all called together who will come and you know join and come together and that becomes tradition right, right? yeah that's really right. yeah that they, they don't right. have family so close yeah or, they, or or for our Christmas meal one of our close friends he happens to be Jewish and. You know, he's got nothing going on Christmas, and you feel like, oh, you know, here's the outsider thing. And mm -hmm. so one year I said, hey, why don't you come on over and, um, you know, have dinner with us, hang out. We play some board games. We, uh, you know. And so 
this is our, yeah, our, our friend uh, who I think now has come probably for like the last four or five, six years. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's just expected now. And like, you know, like, so now when the cousins come over and they go, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, it's like, it's just, it becomes, that's his tradition. You know, like I, I, I tell him now, I'm like, dude, you know, if I forget to ask you or I forget <laughs> right. to say something, I'm no longer asking you. I'm expecting you there on Christmas Day, you know? And, and so again, we create these spaces and then we create space for story. We create space for sharing um, and uh, space to be together. And I think, you know, I don't want to harp on all the consumerist stuff, but, you know, Gosh, Thanksgiving or any other holiday, there's all these invitations to go out and spend and buy and that. Mm -hmm. And um, boy, I've been out on that Black Friday and sometimes, you know, just watch the faces. And sometimes you'll see family really happy, enjoying themselves. Mm -hmm. But if you're out on a Black Friday, um, look at the faces of people. And I hope you see faces of joy. I really do. But so often there's this, you know, kind of this intensity. I got to get to the next thing. Oh, gosh, I got cut off on that deal. And oh, the traffic's so bad. Like I said in that folktale, you know, there's all these stories of going off to this land where there's, you know, time just stops. And that's what we need to do. We need to create spaces, whether it's apple picking, whether it's at the holiday, um, whatever it is, we just need to create tradition spaces for time to stop and for us to be together, enjoy each other and be in story. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. What comes to mind as you think of traditions? Can you identify three traditions from your childhood or younger days that fed your spirit? If so, what were they? Think of a friend that you admire and enjoy. Ask him or her about the traditions they grew up with. Can they name three good ones? Are there traditions alive in your life right now that are worth continuing? Are there ones that should be dropped? Fresh traditions develop over time, often slowly, as we explore new possibilities or play with new ways of doing things and then decide to make some things seasonal or annual events. Do you have any thoughts or new activities that you would like to try as you spend time together with family or friends?
I'm Michael Malley, and you've been listening to the Mindful Storyteller.